Who's that? It's the real estate deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Oh, hi. Come on in. Kevin Lawton, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Schiavonian Associates, is ready to help you navigate the real estate market. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, or investing, Kevin's your agent on the airwaves to help. He's your guide to buying and selling homes in the Mercer and Burlington County area. The real estate deal on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Let's go over to our agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton, with the real estate deal. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Seven seven the Bronc, 1077thebronc.com, proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are live from the Clarence Public House Studios at Ryder University, and you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Giovanni and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey and servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. You can email the show through realestatedeal at rider.edu. Uh, please send in any questions you may have about today's show, previous shows, or just real estate in general. Uh, even, you know, life questions, maybe I'll answer those too as well. I'm definitely happy to help you as much as I can. And of course, I uh, would love to hear any topics that you would uh, want to hear discussed on this show. Um, speaking of topics on this show, uh, just a reminder that you can always go to um, the 1077thebronc.com slash real-estate-deal uh, to check out the audio archives. In the audio archives, we have every episode ever uh, that's been recorded. So. You can definitely check it out, and you know after this episode is done, uh, if you want to go back and listen again or uh, send it to a friend or something like that, you can definitely find it there later this week. Um, so definitely check it out, and check out our Real Estate Deal Facebook page as well. Just search for the Real Estate Deal. Uh, we post more information about the show and also uh, upcoming uh, schedules for the show and when the show is going to air. And we also do a throwback Thursday as well for older shows, just to, uh, kind of bring them back to life and, uh, maybe a different set of eyes, or maybe remind you about that show as well. Uh, so another reminder that on September 26th, I will be speaking on a panel discussion, uh, for a first time home buyer seminar, uh, that is sponsored by alumni relations of Ryder university, right? Uh, and it's going to be a panel discussion. And then afterwards there will be a Q and a session. Uh, so you can ask all your real estate questions. Panel will consist of me, another agent that is, uh, alumni and an insurance, uh, representative insurance agent, I guess would be the title, uh, that is also an alumni too. So definitely a good opportunity to come out learn about the home buying process, especially for the first time home buyers. Uh, of course, the event's open to anybody, whether you are first time home buyer, second time home buyer, uh, or just curious. Um, so definitely come out, check it out. It is open to alumni only, Ryder University alumni. Uh, so if you are an alumni and you're listening, definitely uh, 
check it out and register. Uh, I'll post the link on my Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA. I did hear that the event is almost full. You do have to register beforehand to go. Uh, the reason for that is because we are providing appetizers and one free drink as well. Uh, so we got to make sure, of course, that there uh, are enough appetizers for everybody because I know you're going to come hungry. So it's September 26th. Uh, it's at the Salt Creek Grill in Princeton, which is at the uh, Forestall Village. And it starts at 6 p.m. and should go to about 8 p.m. Uh, it'll be a good opportunity to ask your questions um, without any you know, scare of being committed to any agent or anything like that. I know a lot of times people are concerned to reach out to agents to ask them questions uh, because there's, I guess, unfortunately, there are agents out there that it kind of won't leave you alone once you make that first contact. And, and I get it, you know, I'm one myself and, you know, I get that, you know, you're trying to sell and make deals uh, because that's, that's how you make your livelihood, obviously. But uh, at the same time, you know, you have to understand and respect clients or potential clients' positions on where they're at in the process and, you know, how much uh, they really want to be in contact with you. So, so I know sometimes uh, reaching out and asking for questions can be a little scary for that reason. Um, but this uh, event is definitely a perfect opportunity to come and get your questions answered uh, without having any type of obligation or feel like there's an obligation in any sense of that matter. Um, so that'll definitely be a good event. Just a reminder, September 26th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Salt Creek Grill. And that link will be on my Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA. Uh, so over the weekend last weekend, uh, I went out to uh, Sesame Place with my son. Um, he used to be like obsessed with Elmo. Uh, and then he got over Elmo and he's into like Thomas the Train and Paw Patrol and all that stuff. But um, just kind of randomly, he said that he wanted to go see Elmo. So uh, we, so we decided to go uh, to Sesame Place over the weekend. And uh, I think, you know, Sesame Place is great, definitely for a quick trip. Uh, I will say that it's way more expensive than I remember. I don't know if they've like increased prices or what, but it seemed like crazy expensive for the small uh, park that it is. But, but it made me think, and actually it was uh, discussing with somebody that I know that relocated to uh, New Jersey in the Plainsboro area uh, from California uh, just recently, like in the past couple weeks. And... You know, I was, I'd mentioned that I went to Sesame Place and they're like, oh, I didn't know that was here. And then you know, I didn't know there were Six Flags here too and all this stuff. And, you know, we got into this discussion and it really kind of made me think about, you know, what's so great about living where we live in our area. And the thing is that, you know, there's easy access to so many different things uh, like Sesame Place is so close. I mean, you know, I live in Bordentown and Sesame Place is like, can be there in like 20 minutes super close right um and in mercer burlington county area it's it's close to all those areas so you got sesame place and six flags and then you know naturally you have close proximity to the beach also to the mountains um to farmland and then you're in close proximity to cities and philadelphia and new york um even smaller cities within new jersey uh, it's just such a diverse landscape. I think that, 
you know, I, when I think about, I've lived in New Jersey all my life, right? So I was born here, grew up here, still live here. Um, but when I think about and consider moving anywhere else, I don't think, I don't think I would because of that diversity, you know, and I talked to this person, uh, who was in California they're like, you know, to get to any type of thing like that, um, takes, you know, at least two hours, something like that. And, you know, you look at most of these things that I'm talking about and you're within, in our area of Burlington, Mercer County, you're like half hour to hour and a half at most to most of these different types of places. So it's really, you know, an interesting, diverse area. I think that's, you know, some of the desirability uh, to live here, at least from my personal opinion. Um, but we are in a nice, real centralized location for all those different types of things. So not only for, you know, recreation, those types of things, but also from a work standpoint too, of uh, commuting and being close to different uh, opportunities for employment and companies and all those types of things. So just uh, something that I had been thinking about over the past week. And uh, definitely as I had that conversation, it really kind of sparked that because, you know, I think the funny thing is that uh, this person moved from California to here and everybody's kind of like California, like why, why would you move from California to here? Like of all places. And um, they actually like it here better and I know what part of California she came from. And I will say that, you know, California is not all beautiful beach and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it's interesting to see how people are attracted to this area and maybe possibly potentially that we living here take some of these things for granted, too. So so really interesting. I wanted to uh, kind of just throw that out there. Uh, something else, uh, you know, I've been talking about mortgage rates and how they've been getting lower and lower. Um, and how it's a really great opportunity to take advantage of them if you're thinking about buying. Um, so I just wanted to throw out there that as of this past week, um, or actually the end of last week, I think it was, uh, 30-year mortgage rate average is 3.49%. Uh, so that is below 3.5%, obviously, but saying that because that is a huge deal. Um, 3.5%, uh, I don't remember even when interest rates were lower, uh, a couple years ago, um, around the time that I got my house, I don't remember seeing anything that was below 3.5%. So really, really, uh, great interest rate. And definitely you want to take advantage of that. I mean, you're going to save so much money over the course of time, uh, especially on a 30 year mortgage rate. Uh, you don't, you won't think about it, but at the end of it, you'll end up paying a lot less than you would, you know, if it's higher. I mean, give you some perspective of how much it's dropped. Like this time last year, the average was 4.54%. So more than one whole percentage, right? So it's definitely something that you want to take advantage. You want to look at, figure out how much it's going to be because the lower the mortgage rate goes, the more opportunity there is for people who might not have been able to afford buy a house before can afford now because your monthly payment is going to be lower, lower and lower. So take a look at that. Um, definitely something you want to think about, uh, and definitely something you don't want to let pass you by, I would say. Um, so last week, uh, just briefly, in case you guys missed it, we did talk about, uh, online home searches. We talked about leaky basements and we also talked about a couple tips for improving your credit score. Uh, so you guys definitely want to check that out. If you missed it, it's on uh, 1077thebronc.com on the real estate deal page in the audio archives. It'll be there. Uh, so definitely check that out. 
and we're going to jump into our first break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, and Brad Zerbe of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 thebronkcom There's no place like home. Total, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are live from the Carnegie's Public House Studios at Ryder University. Uh, welcome back. You're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, which is located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. As a reminder, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton, CBSA. You can also email the show, uh, absolutely anything you want to email, um, real estate preferred, but you know, if you want to talk, we can talk, uh, real estate deal at rider.edu. That's real estate deal at rider.edu. Also a reminder again, um, uh, remind you a couple times this, uh, week because we are coming up on the event, uh, first time homebuyer seminar at Salt Creek grill in Princeton, uh, 6 PM to 8 PM, 8 PM on September 26th. That's going to be a panel discussion and then a QA afterwards as well. Uh, great thing about it. You're going to get one free drink, free appetizers. So definitely register for it. Link is on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. It is open to Ryder University alumni only. Um, if you guys are interested in a similar type of event, um, send an email, realestatedeal at rider.edu. Let me know. Uh, and I can put something together that's open to uh, all listeners, not just alumni listeners. Uh, so segment two of the show, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about new trend. Uh, something that's you know not necessarily new in a sense, but something that's picking up a little more and that some technology is coming into play with too. Um, and that's um, the fact that millennials uh, are starting to invest in homes, but what they're doing is they're investing remotely. So a lot of times, you know, investors will look at homes and properties um, that are kind of in their area, right? Because there's the thinking and idea that, you know, you want to be close to it. Um, and one of the things when you go to invest and a big thing is to think about is how, how's that property going to be managed? So are you going to manage it yourself personally? Uh, or are you going to hire a management company to do it for you? Um, and part of the thinking with buying investment properties that are close to your area where you live is that if you're going to be managing them yourself, um, something happens, you want to make sure that you can get there, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. Um, especially if it's something that's a big deal, like you got frozen pipes that burst or something like that. Um, you need to get over there and take care of some stuff. So, um, but what's happening is that, so millennials, uh, I'm sure there's other categories of people that are doing this, but millennials are really the ones that are kind of pushing this and really taking, the steps to do this. So 
uh, what's happening is that, you know, there's this big push uh, into cities, um, big cities to live for millennials. So millennials have moved there based on whether it's work or just the desire to live in, uh, you know, that live, work, play type of atmosphere. Uh, and what's happened is that these areas are so expensive to live that, you know, homeownership itself uh, is a difficult thing to even be able to do um, in these cities, right? But they recognize that. And the thing that's happening is they recognize that homeownership is not necessarily obtainable for right now um, where they're at but they recognize that there is importance in investing in properties. Um, and the reason is because it seems more, it seems more feasible and real, I think, than like uh, stock market investing. Uh, and I think that part of that is, you know, we don't necessarily do uh, a lot of financial education in general for, for education and those types of things. So, you know, stock market and obviously, you know, living, through a big portion of stock market kind of tanking 2008, um, you know, it can make people uh, weary, especially like when there's not necessarily a physical thing when you have stocks, right? So, so millennials are kind of looking at investing in properties as more of a way to invest and more of a, I guess, peace of mind way to invest as well. Um, but what they're doing is they're investing in properties that are in smaller, less expensive cities um, all across the country, and they're managing them remotely. So what they're looking at is, you know, looking at potential smaller cities that maybe they're outside of larger cities, and they're going to possibly start to grow because it's something we've talked about too in the past is that, you know, as people are moving into the city and there's more demand, more demands, rents go up, prices go up. Pretty soon there's going to start to be a segment of people that are just getting priced out of that area and it's just getting too expensive, um, you know, and then also they're growing, growing up and they're having, starting to have families and it's tough to afford enough space to have that family in, those types of things. So they start to move to the outskirts of the city um, into these smaller cities where it's less expensive. But over time, what's going to happen is it's just going to, that kind of uh, circle is just going to keep expanding around that major city. Uh, and the smaller cities are going to start to grow uh, and get prices will go up because of demand, right? So it's just the way the housing market works. Um, so these investors, they're, they're recognizing that. And what they're doing is they're buying the single family homes. Um, for the time being, they're going with a cash flow play. Uh, which means that they're going to rent these properties out. And as they're renting the properties, they're going to see their return in a cash flow sense on a monthly basis. So, so what they're doing to do this is first they're, they're utilizing different websites and technology to really find the properties and then obtain the properties. And then to manage them remotely, they're hiring property managers where these are. So, you know, the article that I was reading about this, uh, the one uh, person that was mentioned, so they're a millennial. They work in San Francisco in the Bay Area, which we know is like super, super expensive now. Um, it's probably, I haven't checked in a while, but it's probably still the most expensive um, city in terms of real estate in the country. Um, so, like, his example is that, you know, he lives there, 
but then, you know, he recognized that investing was a good idea in real estate. So, so he has a property, I think it's in Pittsburgh and the other ones in like Michigan or something. So not even remotely close. Right. And the thing is that if you hire the right property management group, um, to take care of those for you, then, then you make out okay. But you, if you're going to do that, then you have to take that into consideration because that's a cost. Um, and you know, when you talk about investing in real estate, uh, I think sometimes maybe when you get started, there's an impression that you're going to be making like all this money. Um, but it's really not necessarily in the beginning. It's not something that's going to see a huge return for you. So, and so like this, this example, to give you an example is, uh, you know, after, after he pays the mortgage, pays all the, uh, whatever he has to pay and then pays the management company on top of that. Um, he, had, he walks away with an extra $200 a month. Right. So it's not like you're going to be bringing thousands and thousands a month. Right. So that's something to keep in mind too. Uh, I think, but an extra $200 a month is definitely something that adds up. And then the long-term play is that you're going to be holding on to this property and you're going to, you know, keep with the cash flow, um, every month. Um, but really the focus is on these single family rentals for right now. So you rent them right now, but as these smaller, less expensive cities become more expensive cities, more popular, start to grow in size, then somewhere down the line, there's the potential to that you've grown this equity, um, in the property over this time. And now you can take advantage of that by either leveraging that equity to get a loan, to purchase more investment properties, smart thing, or, you know, you could just sell the house and take whatever profit you made, um, and then go about your life. Um, but you know, there are different ways to attack it. And I thought that this was really interesting, uh, cause I think there is that perception of how would I even think about taking care of a property that's, that's far away like that. Um, I will mention the one thing too, um, this article and I'll post the article on my Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin CBSA. But in the article, they mentioned that they're utilizing a website like that's called Roofstock. Um, and Roofstock was something that I hadn't heard before, um, but I checked it out. It's pretty interesting. So Roofstock focuses on single family rental homes for sale. Uh, and what's interesting about it is it gives you the full breakdown of like what's you know, what's the return and, you know, what's the current cash flow and how much revenue did the property bring in, you know, last year, the year before. Um, so it really kind of helps you understand all those different things. And that's something that's really important to understand. You shouldn't buy an investment property, uh, just based on, because you have a feeling that it's going to be a good thing. Um, so you want to make sure you do all the numbers, know your numbers and know what it's going to take to, uh, get you a positive number instead of a negative. Uh, so I'll post more information about that on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Um, but we have to go to a break now. So we're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. 77 The Bronx, 
1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We're live from the Clarnies Public House Studios at Rider University. And you are back with us here listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates, which is located in Yardville, New Jersey. Services both Mercer and Burlington counties. Uh, just a reminder, you can connect with me and read more about today's topics on my Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. You can also check out other real estate happenings in my world and uh, my office's world too. Uh, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone Associates. Sometimes I share office listings on there too. Um, so definitely check it out. Uh, and find out more information about what's going on real estate wise with me. Also a reminder, September 26th, first time home buyer seminar, Salt Creek Grill uh, in Princeton. From 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., it's going to be a panel, panel discussion um, and then some Q&A afterwards. It's going to be myself, another agent, um, and an insurance representative as well. Only open to Rider University alumni. Um, but if you do register, you will receive one free drink and free appetizers. And then there is a cash bar too, as well. Um, so definitely it's something, uh, you know, it's a night that you can learn some things, but it's also a night that, you know, you can ha hang out, have a drink, have some appetizers, uh, and then maybe have another couple drinks too. Um, so, and I would definitely, if you come, if you send me an email, real estate deal at rider.edu and tell me that you're coming to the event, and then uh, come to the event, I will buy you a drink after your free drink, right? I'm not talking about the free drink, it's not a joke. Um, I'll buy you one afterwards. So definitely come out. Um, it's gonna be a good opportunity to learn some stuff. And I will say that uh, I did get a notice the other day, um, this past week, I think like on Tuesday or Wednesday, that uh, registration is almost full for all the spots. So it's not something that's, um, you know, an unlimited amount of people can come. Um, there are, are a set number of spots. Um, so if you're thinking about coming, definitely register uh, so we can get you in there. Uh, so I wanted to talk, last week we talked about improving your credit score uh, a little bit. And we talked about, you know, how to get closer to that higher score um, and the importance of the higher score is that, you know, it can save you money uh, because it shows that you're uh, less of a risk to lend money to. So really important to monitor your credit score. And if you need to increase it and bring it up, um, then you should definitely figure out a way to do that and come up with a strategy. Um, and some of the things we mentioned were, you know, paying your bills on time uh, and uh, your credit utilization all those different kinds of things. So really, really important. So this week, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the impact of having a foreclosure and impact meaning the impact to your credit score. So so foreclosure, uh, just as a little refresher, um, if you don't know, foreclosure means that basically the mortgage company is taking possession of the property um, because the owner had a failure to uh, keep up with the mortgage payments and now you know the bank mortgage company uh whatever the case may be uh they want their money right so they're going to take over the house and um the thing is that you have to think about 
equity in the home. So you buy a house. Yes, technically you are the owner of that house, right? But if you put 20% down um, and you haven't made any payments, then you own only 20% of that house. So who owns the 80%? Well, it's the bank or mortgage company, right? Because the collateral for their loan is your house. So if you're not going to make those payments, um, whether it's on time, not at all, not enough, uh, there is definitely the potential for your house to be foreclosed on. And at that point, it's not something that you want to, you don't want to get to that point basically, because not only is it going to have an impact on your ability to loan money in the future, um, those different types of things, it's also going to, has the potential to leave you without a place to stay. Um, and so it's not, you know, it can take a long time for foreclosure to really happen um, sometimes, but you know, there is that potential that you may not have any place to stay. You have to figure it out. If you're not making your mortgage payments, then my guess is that in most cases you probably uh, have to rent a place, but you can't afford to rent a place um, that can fit all the stuff that you had in your house. So, and foreclosures, you know, are a huge deal because we had the huge issue where the housing market just the bubble burst, right, is what they say. So, you know, it's something definitely you want to be really conscious about. And there were so, so many foreclosures in the past um, that I'm sure that people are still dealing with this. Well, mm, it's 2019. So no. So I say no because, you know, I just did a little calculation. But foreclosure really takes seven years to just go off your uh, credit report. So, so it's something that's like a long process um, and you got to make sure that you're monitoring that credit score make sure that you're doing the things that are going to keep it up as high as possible even though that foreclosure is going to bring you down right so you need to do all the things that you can in your potential um, or in your power I mean and um, you know make sure that you can work around that foreclosure and get it up as high as you can doing the things you know how to do whereas uh, but a foreclosure I mean it can have a huge huge hit on your credit score um, so it's really important that you keep up with your mortgage payments and if you can't, then, you know, figure out some type of alternative route uh, because it can have a potential drop of 150 points on your uh, credit score. So, I mean, it could it could take you from being like an uh, excellent uh, person to give a loan to to uh, someone that's maybe not recommended to give a loan to, right? So, so really, really important to understand that and, you know, what the impacts are and how we can you know work around the foreclosure and is there any way to get out of it and you know there are attorneys that work on simply that um there is one in Bordentown, and actually i think uh, it would be a good idea to try and get him on the show um to talk about it because this is like what he what he does so so there are options but you want to make sure that you explore your options before it's too late uh like i said you know the credit score is just going to tank when you get foreclosed on. Um, it's going to take seven years to fully clean up. Um, but every year, your credit score, based on the foreclosure, um, and obviously no other issues, um, should increase 10 points about every year. So after two years, though, you are able to purchase a home. But the issue is that it then becomes very costly for you because... The foreclosure is still going to show on your credit report after two years, but 
issue is that people are going to see that and, you know, they're going to wonder, hmm, is there going to be an issue? Maybe there's instability with income because they're changing jobs or something. So it's really something that, you know, you should monitor closely and it's going to affect you. I mean, it has to do all with your finances and all those different types of things, but it will affect you more um, financially because it'll cost you more to buy that house in the long run uh, if you get a new mortgage uh, after your house has been foreclosed on. Um, so, you know, it's really something that's important. And if you have any questions about, you know, foreclosure, uh, you think that you might be heading to foreclosure, uh, or even if you have questions about buying foreclosure uh, or houses that have been foreclosed upon, uh, feel free to reach out to me, real estate deal at rider.edu. Um, I can definitely give you some advice from uh, my experience working with clients, and I can also definitely point you in the right direction for somebody that can help you uh, if you need help in a different capacity um, in terms of getting to there. I mean, you know, some foreclosures are, you know, they're sad because, you know, it's something that was kind of out of the homeowner's control in a way uh, because they end up, you know, working more than one job, crazy shift, all those different types of things. So uh, you want to make sure that you're definitely on top of it and reminder that, you know, I'm saying monitor it, stay on top of it. Um, but a reminder that you don't want to pull, do any hard inquiries often because that will affect your credit score as well. Um, and the hard inquiry is something that's going to be done when uh, you go to apply for a loan. So you don't want to, so it's important to shop around for loans, definitely, um, in terms of finding best interest rate, whether there's some type of program that can help you with down payment. Uh, which actually is something we'll talk about in the next segment. Um, but you want to shop around in those terms, but you don't want to shop around in terms of getting like 10 different pre-qualifications to see like if one one bank or one mortgage lender will give you more money than the other. I think it's good to get maybe two just to see. Um, but you want to look at all those different details like what are the interest rates, you know, what are the terms, um, and where you know, is the best uh, option for you um, before you go forward and get any of those types of hard inquiries because that'll affect your credit score. So, you know, that's really what I wanted to talk about uh, on foreclosures and the impact on your credit score. Huge, huge impact. Um, so definitely you want to try and avoid foreclosure as much as possible. Um, and there are people that can help you do that. Um, so just make sure that if you're on that path that you try and uh, figure out a plan and reach out to somebody. And if you need help, reach out to me, real estate deal at rider.edu. Uh, and I can put you in touch with some people. So we're going to jump into our last break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Bankers, Shiaboni and Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. 
We're live from the Carney's Public House Studios at Ryder University, and you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington Counties. Just a reminder, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA. You can also find The Real Estate Deal uh, on Facebook as well for uh, just the show. Just search for the real estate deal on Facebook and you will find it. Um, so check out Facebook because we're always posting some information, uh, additional information and links to articles on the topics that we discuss on the show. Um, so really can give you uh, some further information. And if of course you have any questions or uh, comments as well on any of the topics, feel free to email me realestatedeal at rider.edu. Uh, happy to help you uh, through whatever question or um, concern you may have. Uh, additionally, uh, final reminder for this week um, that we are coming up on that first time homebuyer seminar. It's going to be on September 26th. That'll be at the Salt Creek Grill uh, in Princeton, which is in the Farsal Village. It's right off of Route 1. You can see it from Route 1. Um, but if you are an alumni and you are thinking about buying your first home, or just thinking about uh, buying a home in general, or maybe you're an alumni and your kids are uh, thinking about buying their first home and it's been a while since you bought a home, so you wanted to uh, refresh yourself a little bit, um, definitely come out to the event. Uh, just a reminder, we're gonna have one free drink and appetizers for you. Um, so definitely gonna be a nice event. Salt Creek Grill is a nice place too, so uh, it will be a good place. You know, My suggestion, come to the event. Get your free drink, have some appetizers, and uh, set a dinner reservation for after and stay for dinner. So definitely interesting. Uh, and the link to register for that is up on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Um, and it is open to alumni only. So if you would like to attend and you're not an alumni, um, send me an email, realestatedeal at rider.edu. Um, and we can gauge interest and see if we do a, <clears throat> a separate event open to uh, everybody. And that would be an event I host myself. So uh, definitely let me know. We'd be excited to do that. Um, but obviously want to do it uh, if you guys are interested. So we talked about credit scores last week. We talked about foreclosures on the impact on the credit score for foreclosures um, before the break. Um, so I wanted to talk at the end of the show today a little bit about funding your home purchase. So that's one of the, well, that's probably the biggest thing when it comes to buying a home, right? Is how you're going to fund it. You have to have the money to get it right. You can't just, uh, walk in and take a home, right? So, you know, one of the things is funding your home purchase. And I think that, you know, when I talk to, uh, peers and people, around my age group, uh, for reference, if you guys don't know, um, 31 right now for like three more weeks, then I'll be 32. Um, but you know, when I talk to them, you know, people are just in the past, like, in the past couple of years, obviously, you know, there's been, um, those friends that uh, are in the same age range that have bought their first home and those different types of things. Um, but there are those that are, uh, haven't yet. And now they're just getting ready to start thinking about that. Um, and the big question always is, you know, how, how are they going to fund their home purchase? And a lot of people, I think too, 
you know, you see the price of a home that's, it's $250,000, you say. And, you know, if you don't really understand the home buying process or getting a mortgage or a loan or anything like that, then uh, $250,000 just seems like unobtainable, right? Like, how would I even get that kind of money? Um, but, you know, there's so many programs out there and different things that you can do. Um, and options in terms of mortgages and loans, uh, that is definitely something that's doable and it shouldn't be the funding of purchasing the home shouldn't be holding you up unless you just can't obtain the funds because you're not qualified for enough, uh, at this time, which doesn't mean you can't, uh, longer, uh, ahead. Right. Um, so, you know, one thing, uh, in this article that I was reading about funding your home purchase is that, you know, there's different percentages of people that funded them in different ways. And one of the biggest things about funding is not only, you know, I would say there's two, it's qualifying first, right? For the loan that you need, then it's getting your down payment and getting your down payment can be one of the biggest struggles probably of purchasing a home. And the reason for that is because it's this basically just lump sum of money that you need to build up and save for and get somehow. And that's difficult because it's difficult for a lot of people to save money and difficult for people to leave that money alone, right? But it's really important if you're looking to, you know, have some type of financial security in the future and, you know, financial wellness, of course, uh, that you can differentiate, you know, difference between savings and saving for a goal aside from the money that you spend regularly right so so i know that for me i have money that i just divert a certain percentage to my savings you know every time that i get a check so it's something that you do um and keep it separate and it becomes easier to start to build up that down payment and save for that down payment and so uh, 47% of people uh, in the survey was like 2,500 people they surveyed. Uh, 47% they saved for the money on their own, right? So it's 47%. And now that leaves 53% of people that are getting and funding the purchase in a different way from funding on their own, right? So, so if you're thinking, we're talking about buying a house, buying your first house, you're thinking, oh, I can never, you know, save the money to get to it. Well, there's 53% that are getting it in some, some different way. So that I think is important to understand because I think too, you know, sometimes people think that, oh, you know, if I'm going to get the money from family or I'm going to ask for a loan from friend or family, uh, that, you know, that people are going to look down upon them. But I don't think that should be the case because, you know, that's something that's a viable option. Um, and if people want to help you out in that way, then, you know, it shouldn't feel bad about that. So 21% of people, they use either some type of buy, home buying grant or they get some kind of loan assistance. And there's a lot of different types of uh, grants out there. We talked about a couple on the show previously. Don't want to mention them because I don't know off the top of my head if they're still active uh, or available. But I definitely post some information about potential grants uh, on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Kevin Lott, CBSA. 
Um, if you have a specific need, um, it's definitely something that I can connect you um, to somebody with that could help you with that. Um, the other end of the spectrum, 21% um, funded their purchase by getting a gift from family or friends, right? Financial gift. And what's important about that is you have to understand that the financial gift giving um, has certain rules about it. Uh, I know at one point, I think the gift limit was 14,000 a year, but I think it's increased a little bit. So, but anything above that then will mean that taxes have to be paid um, on that money exchanging. And what's important too, if you're gonna do something like that, is that you have to make sure that there's a clear record of how you got that money, right? So if you're, I don't know, if your cousin handed you $10,000 in cash and there was no record of where that cash came from and then you deposit it in your bank, the mortgage company that's going to be doing your loan is probably gonna look at that and they're gonna ask for you to have some type of record of where did that money come from. The other thing, which is really important, and I wanna talk about this because I think that this, you shouldn't do something like this. So 8.8% .8 of the people that were surveyed, they took the money out of their retirement savings, right? And I think that you really shouldn't do that because your retirement savings is there, um, obviously for your retirement. And the problem with retirement savings, at least, you know, I know from peers and friends that, you know, either they're able to contribute very little right now or none at all to their retirement savings. So if you start to take from that to fund your home purchase, then you're going to look at um, the potential of hurting yourself in the long run. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of times when you take out retirement savings too, uh, there's either you have to pay the money back uh, in a certain time period, or you have to pay a penalty, uh, which can hurt you more. It doesn't make sense, right? You end up costing yourself more. Uh, and then you're kind of putting yourself behind and you're always kind of trying to catch up a little bit. So, so I would explore all the different options. And before you go that route, definitely reach out, um, and talk to somebody. Uh, you can talk to me and I'll put you in touch with the right people. Uh, you can reach me at real estate deal at rider.edu. Uh, I'd be happy to help to point you in, uh, the right direction of getting some good options to fund your home purchase. Uh, so this is the end of the show. We are out of time. Um, next week, we will have another new show for you. Um, just a reminder, September 26th, register for that first time home buyer seminar. Link is in my Facebook, facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Uh, and this has been the real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. That was this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Your agent on the airwaves may be done for now, but you can catch this show and more on 1077thebronc.com under the Real Estate Deal tab. Kevin is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. talking about everything you need to know about the real estate market. The Real Estate Deal is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. Mortgage Plus technology makes your path to happiness of owning a home easy. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. If you had a question about buying, selling, renting, or investing in a home, you can like Kevin Lawton on Facebook and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Kevin underscore Lawton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx.